Hello, Heroescapers. This is Screaming Truth, owner and operator of Heroescapers.com, and you're listening to another edition of Scape Talk. On today's episode, we have a very special guest, the head designer of Heroescape, Mr. Craig Van Ness. Hey, Craig, thanks so much for coming on the show. Hey, Colby. How's it going? Real well. So, Craig, tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, how'd you get into game design? Well, ever since I was five, I've always been into games. You know, I grew up with Atari 2600 and uh, always played board games, uh, computer games, sports, any sort of competitive gameplay. From then, I uh, went into college with an art degree, an illustration degree, and I just illustrated the games that I was working on because I knew I wanted to be some sort of game designer. I also started majoring in animation at Philadelphia College of Art. Shortly after that, I'd say about two years after I graduated, I was doing freelance illustration, substitute teaching. I was doing pretty much a little bit of everything. After that, I heard about an opening at Milton Bradley, and I applied for the job. I did a little bit of inventing during that time as well, that two-year period. So what are some of the other games that you've worked on then? There's quite a few. I mean, I've prior to Heroescape, I've worked on quite a few of the Avalon Hill games that we came out with. Uh, Risk 2210, Queen's Gambit, Stratego Legends. Those are the Avalon Hill games I've worked on. But I've worked on a, in the 20s as far as games, licensed games for Hasbro. I mean, I've worked on three Powerpuff Girl games. Pokemon games, and I've worked on a number of Star Wars games. Not only Queen's Gambit, but Epic Duels is, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's quick. It's fast. There's not a lot of rules. There's another uh, Clash of the Lightsabers card game I worked on. I don't have a list right in front of me, so. That's cool. So you're a father of two, correct? A father of three, actually. Oh, three. And are any of them of the age where they can think that uh, dad's got a really cool job? The oldest is four, so he, I don't think he grasps it quite yet, so. So they're all pretty young. Um, yeah, they're all pretty young. Now, Heroescape doesn't seem like you're, you know, you're a, a nine-to-five job to me. I, even as we're recording this, it's uh, 9.30 at night, and uh, so <laughs> yeah, it, it, seems some... like a, it seems like it re- requires more of you than, than your average Joe job. You almost have to, you know, live and breathe Heroescape. How do you, how do you manage? How do you balance Heroescape and family life and, you know, fatherhood and uh, still keep your sanity? Yeah, that's a tough question. I mean, you, uh, you just make time. You got to make time for your family and you got to, you know, get the job done at the same time. But, you know, when you're blessed like I am with a job that's fun, you know, you can kind of think about it while you're doing stuff. You think about it while you're, you know, going to sleep and you think of it, it's, Game design's constantly on your mind. Driving to work? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So how long had you been incubating the basic idea behind Heroescape before, you know, you went to Hasbro with it or Hasbro greenlighted it or however that goes? Well, that's sort of like the origin of Heroescape. Is that what you're right, asking? Right, right. I'm, I'm assuming that, it, that it's kind of been your brainchild for a while. We've, uh, we've had miniature game concepts on the table for quite a long time. I mean, going back to like 95, 96, where we've pitched miniature games. Heroescape came from really uh, a desire to do a miniatures game for mass market because miniatures have been around, I mean, you know, in the hobby market for quite a while. And fortunately for me, I was working for Steve Baker at the time that we were 
kicking around hero games. Baker's the guy that designed Battlemasters and Hero Quest, and if you play those games, you can. I mean, you can see the mechanics that are in HeroScape. They carry forward. So the goal was to get a game for mass market, 8 to 12-year-old boys, but at the same time, it would be great to have a game that's in there that, you know, the gamers can play too. So HeroQuest was kind of the mass market Dungeons & Dragon dungeon crawler back in the day, back in the 80s. And that was was made by Stephen Baker. And HeroScape is uh, similar to that in that it's the same basic concept, only for miniature games, mass market miniature games for for a younger crowd. And just like HeroQuest developed a hobbyist following, HeroScape has kind of done the same thing. Yeah, so we just try to design a quick and easy basic game that you could get into, and then a master game that's really for like your 10, 11, 12-year-old and older. We try to work on a game that would that dad could beat his son if he wanted to, but then he could let him win if he wanted to as well. He learns the tactics and... Heroescape's a type game where, you know, it gets criticized for having a lot of luck built into it. But if you watch experienced players play, you can definitely decide and understand whether you should make that move that they're making. Or there's a whole sort of, it's not, don't get me wrong, it's not like chess. But we've found, especially internal tournament play, that good players keep coming to the top and keep ranking in the top. I mean, there's the luck factor, but... Odds even out, you know. But there's enough decisions along the way and critical decisions that, you know, where you're weighing risks. Right. Um, And a lot of it is what you you field, you know. A lot of it's what army you bring to the tournament. And we found that at Heroescapers as well. Different regional tournaments that go on or what we kind of call the national one at Gen Con. Same players are consistently either in the top or winning. So Right. So obviously yeah. you've got a great game. You're not going to find anybody to disagree with that at Heroescapers. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about the design process that goes into a Heroescape unit. You know, which comes first, the theme or the mechanics? You, you do, a, do up a sketch first or do you decide, oh, this would be a really cool power and then design a unit around that? I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's pretty freeform. Uh, so sometimes, you know, there's a bunch of us just kicking around the office and we'll say, well, what do, what do we think we want? What do we want our sculptor to sketch for us? It's very free form. I have over 600 sketches because the idea is to get a whole bunch of sketches and then kind of whittle down what we want to come out with in the waves. So there is a process with getting a lot of sketches and then determining what, what will be the best sculpts. What, what do we want to move forward with? There's a process with designing the waves as well so that they work with each other. You know, some cards work with cards that are coming out in future waves. We try and design ahead of the game, you know, six months ahead to a year ahead. We have a book of mechanics, too. I mean, a book of just card powers, this huge binder of card powers. And that's what we do. Sometimes if we say, oh, look at this guy. This is a new Viking. Let's see, will any of these powers work? Is this this a good fit for a Viking? A lot of times it's back and forth. And a lot of times we'll let the sculpt inspire us. Like, you know, if it's like an elf and he's got like some sort of jeweled amulet in one hand. And a lot of the times we'll have a conversation about like, okay, what should this guy's power really be? Gotcha. Now, there are some doomsday prophets out there on the uh, forums that are in fear that the game is nearing its end. Do you have any insight into that that you care to share? Just how well is the game performing? We're a public company, so I can't give you specific numbers as to, like, 
how many units or anything like that. Right. But I will tell you, as long as people are buying HeroScape, we will continue to sell HeroScape. Usually when something's struggling, you start to limit what you're offering. And we're not limiting, we're growing what we're offering. We're adding Marvel to the mix and we're continuing with the core. So that's a good sign. So looking forward to 2007, what little trickles down to us, it seems like there is some excitement in the Hasbro camp about what's going down with HeroScape. So uh, what's in store for us? Anything you can divulge that's coming up? Yes, I'm happy to say that there will be a new master set in 2007, most definitely. Very cool. Any details about that? It will have all new figures. We are looking at some new classic heroes that we might continue a little bit. It's going to have everything that you would think it would have. It's going to rock, trust me. All new figures and new terrain. Will we see the big ugly Morrow giant from Thorman's Journal? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> uh, are you trying to, with this new set and with like with the flag bears, we saw this and maybe with this new set or just upcoming stuff in general, are you becoming more general centric with the armies and less freeform? All right. I, I will tell you the name of the new master set and it's called. Swarm of the Morrow. Swarm of the Morrow. So one might assume that there's a chance <laughs> that the big ugly Morrow giant might be included in Swarm of the Morrow. Uh, no comment. <laughs> All right. you, it's called Swarm of the Morrow, <laughs> and there's going to be some cool Morrow stuff in there. And you New know, terrain. Is that the terrain that you referred to at Gen Con as your favorite terrain? Um, that very well could be the terrain that I referred to. Okay, so the armies with the flag bearers, we saw them move more towards choosing an army that all fit in with a general. We see the same thing with like the Greeks and compared to the Romans. The Greeks could only bond with Enar figures and the Romans were kind of freeform. They could bond with any warlord. Is that something that you're pushing to more general centric themes? I think that we really weren't pushing the general aspect that much. And I think the flag bearers offered a different way to play, which was like, okay, let me build an army around just the Valkyrie generals. So we want to keep our options open. I mean, uh, uh, I think it's it helps the intellectual property if we start to grow the generals and start to grow the story around the generals and flag bearers to help with that story uh, because, you know, they, they talk about just working with the identity of the generals and the general's army. But it's not to say that we're not going to go away from working on armies that tie into personality or class or any or any of the other attributes that, that are on the HeroScape cards. Okay, I've got some more uh, questions for you to say no comment on. <laughs> <laughs> pirates, will we see pirates? They've, they've been asking for pirates for years. Uh, we're, we're looking at pirates. Oh, um, excellent. You know, we're looking at probably, you know, Everything, Everything that they that say, you yeah. Guys would think of, you know, like <laughs> which would include dwarven miners, grunt riders, goblins, kobolds, wizards, uh, an Enar dragon and or war elephant, Einar dragon, war elephants, skeletons, golems, Vidar Kyrie, penguins with machine guns. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's maybe not penguins with machine guns. I, I think that's going to be the subline to the show: penguins <laughs> with machine guns. <laughs> Line of sight blockers, that's another big one. They're looking for stuff to make the terrain more pretty. Not necessarily uh, who cares what it does, so long as it spices up the board. Yeah, I mean, the, the castle set was a pretty good line of sight blocker. Yeah. 
Um, but we're, yeah, we're, we're. I mean, the the problem with HeroScape is that there's so much stuff to do. You almost have to like pick what you when you want to come out with what. Yeah, it's, so, it's wide open. Yep. Are you guys going to have a presence at the quickly approaching New York Toy Fair? Uh, yes, we will. We will have a presence there. And should we send out our camera spies to <laughs> photograph something you have there? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully you can get a better image than you did last year. Yeah. The, of the uh, shelf. Yeah. Did you, did you see all the <laughs> blown up, color-coded uh, <laughs> pictures of the shelf? Guess on what these things are. And we're working yeah. off of like four pixels of information. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, we had a good laugh because <laughs> <laughs> you guys are trying to just figure it out. Like, I think that's a pirate, or I, I don't even know what the thread was, but it was like all over the place. It's like so, ninjas, those are definitely ninjas. Yeah, we got we nailed the ninjas. All right, so any plan for the uh, official site? I know there was a battlefield builder that was going to be released, and like a My Heroescape, and we're sharing battlefields and stuff. What's what's happened with that project? Is it on hiatus? Is it scrapped? Is it coming out? The uh, the Battlefield Builder, we kind of diverted our resources to supporting the product. We went away from the Battlefield Builder. I mean, there's definitely a need for the Battlefield Builder, but other sites like HeroScapers delivers a Battlefield Builder. I think it's called um, VirtualScape. It's filling that need. So we put our resources towards more product. Okay, other things to do with the official site. Are we ever going to see those bios that are coming soon? Yes, the bios. I mean, we just updated Thorman's journal, finally. uh, And I'm happy to say that the bios will be up shortly. We've actually hired some writers to help us out. So they should be up soon. Mentioning Thorman's journal, it got a new look that looks like it was kind of designed to be a little easier to update. So uh, can we expect to see more Thorman's journal? Yeah, uh, the new look, it's not as aesthetically pleasing, but the nice thing about it is it's HTML friendly so that, you know, if you do a search for anything, it'll, it'll pull, we're, we're moving towards that on the site. Gotcha. Uh, It helps when you're trying to launch a global site as well. Official scenarios. Will we see any more of those? We got a few there at the beginning of the game and we usually get one with each new terrain set release, but... Uh, will we see an increase in the official scenarios on the site? or? Uh, yeah, I would say there's a very good chance you'll see some official scenarios soon. Any plans for tournament rules or official organized play or tournament prize support or anything of that nature? That's not in the near future, but we are exploring the possibilities. So let's talk about Marvel Heroescape. Some stores have told us that they don't have it coming in for a while, but yet we see we see shelf tags that have Marvelscape or Marvel Heroescape on them at the Walmarts. Uh, yeah, Marvelscape. Tell us about that. <laughs> yeah, we had some delays in development. It should ship sometime this summer. So I'm telling you guys this because I know you guys like, you know, go to the stores to check it out. Right. Um, so we're looking at a summer release as opposed to early summer, late summer, midsummer. Probably early summer. Early summer as opposed to the planned January. winter, right? Okay. So we heard word at Heroescapers that you don't recommend the Marvel Heroescape and standard Heroescape be mixed together. Are they incompatible in some way? Are the point costs different? Can you elaborate on that any? 
Uh, Marvel is a, a great standalone game by itself, but you can play it with a system. You know, if you want to play the Hulk versus 30 Romans, go for it. So there goes your Hulk point cost for you, everybody. Break out your math skills. All right. Are, are there any other... 21 any... Romans versus the Hulk. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Are there any other current plans for bringing out other Heroscape variants based on other licenses held by Hasbro, like Star Wars Heroscape or, or anything of that like? Yeah, we're looking into where we can go next. Uh, we're certainly not closing any doors. So, Any plans uh, for Marvel Heroscape expansions? We're looking into those as well. Uh, uh, Is that a vague enough answer? <laughs> uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> The Marvel glyphs were described at Gen Con to be more like the glyphs of Brandar in that they were going to activate unique scenario-driven actions. Uh, can you elaborate on that anymore? How will Marvel scenarios differ from standard Heroescape scenarios? Yes, they will be like the glyphs of Brandar. It allows us to do a variety of different things that are very superhero-like. So uh, what's going on with Wizards of the Coast taking over customer support for Heroescape? We've seen them give a ruling, only to see that same ruling overturned in the official FAQ just days later. Can we trust anything Wizards of the Coast says about Heroescape? It seemed like a good idea at first, but we're not having our initial confidence reinforced on it. Is there any reassurances you can give us there? No, no, you can definitely trust Wizards of the Coast. I mean, we got off to a, a, a little bumpy start, but... Um... Things are much better now, and we're, we're excited about moving forward. Some of the questions were answered incorrectly, but I think they've done a, a, a decent job at uh, addressing that, and we've updated the FAQ on the on heroescape.com, and I think moving forward, the, their answers should be right on. All right, Craig, uh, it's time for the bonus lightning round. You have 10 <laughs> seconds to answer each of the following 10 questions, so your answers must be quick and to the point. What is your all-time favorite board game? I only have 10 seconds. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, low and Hurts. Two, your favorite video game? Warcraft. Is that Warcraft 3 or World of Warcraft? Warcraft 3. Although, if I played World of Warcraft, I'd probably be addicted. As but... many are. Three, <laughs> any games that you have had a hand in making that you're less than proud of? Any games that I had a hand in making? No. You like them all. Four, if you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? No. <laughs> Five, what has been your all-time favorite Heroescape moment or memory? My all-time Heroescape moment. That's tough. And I know you asked that at every one of your escape talks. You got a plan, um, Craig. I know. I got a plan. <laughs> but uh, I have to. But you didn't know you'd have seconds? to answer it within 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. I don't think the other people. I think the other people got more than 10 seconds. Okay. I would say going to the conventions because you know what? That's when I get to hear all the feedback from the gamers, the dads of the gamers. You know, it's like, you know, from the kids. I mean, I had one. I remember when we were first setting up, I think it was Gen Con. Yeah, it was definitely Gen Con. And this one kid comes over. I think he was like 10 or 11. And he said, oh, how many sets does this take? to set up and I said uh, oh this is probably around 20 uh, and then I hear him yell to his dad he goes we only need two more I'm like, oh. <laughs> awesome <laughs> it just it just cracked me up and then I mean at Comic Con uh, you know 
You're killing your 10 seconds, by the way. <laughs> All right, forget it. <laughs> Oops. Six, what is your favorite sugary cereal brand? I don't like sugary cereal, but if I had to pick one, um, Cocoa Krispies. Seven, if you were a HeroScape figure, what kind of HeroScape figure would you be? Um, hmm. That's a good one. Probably um, Sergeant Drake Alexander. Eight, what is the square root of 49? Seven. Nine, any truth to the rumor that Kimoshi is the secret love child of Sergeant Drake Alexander and Ray Lynn? That's absolutely false. <laughs> Ten, can you hook me up with some more podcast interviews from other members of the HeroScape team? I will try. I think that would be fun to get maybe Rob on here and maybe um, uh, someone from graphics or marketing. I think it would be great to talk to, the, talk to the fans, talk to the fan site. 11. Why does Taylor cost so much? <laughs> Taylor doesn't cost too much. Put him on a tower. <laughs> Put him on a tower. That, that was question 11. Much. I thought I would only go to 10. You, you didn't really have to answer that one. <laughs> Why does Taylor cost too much? <laughs> All right. Well, I look forward to more of uh, those inter HeroScape interviews if they were to come to pass. And I want to thank you again for coming on the show. It was very much appreciated. Oh, thank you for the interview. It's, um, I hope you'll do it again sometime, maybe in the uh, in the future. Yeah, I'd love to. And I, until I then, mean... uh, peace, love, and HeroScape. <laughs> all right. All right, HeroScapers, I know you're all asking yourself, who is the poor sap that has to follow that epic interview? Well, the answer is Uranus P. Chicago. He's going to be writing a periodical strategy article on the front page, and I'll be having him on the podcast to discuss his plans for that and to pick his strategic genius mind. Join us then. I plan on cutting the no comments and, uh, and making up my own answers by pasting in words from other parts of the interview. <laughs> be the last interview <laughs> but it'll be a good one yeah i, I mean the the taylor thing that's like a that's like a running joke i mean that goes right that's why back. that's that's that why it's like there. back to like net i mean that's yeah. that's why that's I why mean, i put it in his question 11 on my 10 question lightning round and the funny thing was like we had the minions designed and we were playtesting them with the minions and we were like hey you know that's pr a pretty good 400 point army the two minions and taylor and they were doing all right, but like, holy smokes, it, it, it got roasted. You know, it just turned into this like, you know, and then every time, you know, you know, every time it went from .NET to um, HQ to it, it somehow tailored the issue. He wouldn't die. <laughs> like another ten-page thread about Taylor. You know, I don't know crazy. if we have one on Heroscapers. We might be tailored you know free what? on Heroscapers.com. I might have to, you know, you know, maybe at Gen Con, I'll play the, I'll play the tournament winner, winner with, with Taylor. Taylor That's the way to go, right there, buddy. Although if I lose, then you know, <laughs> we confirm it. We'll get the new ten-page thread that we don't have yet on Heroscapers. <laughs> yeah. That's, yep, sort of a lose, that's sort of a lose-lose proposition for me. Well, you know if, I mean? if you win it, I don't know. Yeah.
maybe maybe the minions could have costed more and tailored a little less uh, I don't know. so he'd be more viable with other armies he could, probably could be like 177 I th- <laughs> <laughs> I I think that he can definitely be worth 180 if you're playing like maybe 500 point armies and you've got him behind a castle wall boosting yeah. you know yeah. snipers that can see elves. from up top frenzied and, elves yeah and or, I, or fourth Massachusetts line you can definitely you can definitely get his point cost out of him with the castles yeah or a big hill but we don't see too many castles in uh, tournament play. in tournament play yeah huh. So I That's guess he's just—I guess he's just not a tournament play unit. Though I think he did—he did make it into. Texas runs a tournament that usually gets about forty people, and he did make it into the finals there. So I don't know how many people are in the finals, but. Actually, Chris's brother played him, in a an early tournament that I went to. Um, With the well. yeah yeah he he got on the boards and talked. I don't about know if Dupuy told you or not, but or no, uh, Chris's brother got on the board. Yeah, his his brother got on the board. Uh, when that had just happened, I think we were on HQ then or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We were on one of them. It might have even been .NET. He gets on there and he's like, "Oh, I just, I just beat Craig. I just won the tournament with oh. Taylor, and this is, <laughs> this is definitive proof that Taylor is worth his cost." And, uh, and then, and he thought, he thought he had it, man. He thought, "Oh, the end of argument. People are gonna." People are gonna take this as fact, and he got ripped apart. <laughs> that poor kid. Where he's like, you, you don't know what you're talking about. That doesn't prove anything. And, da, da. and then we had another. I think that's how the ten page thread made it to HQ or ninety page thread. How many pages that sucker gets to? Seriously, uh, it, it, it is. It's a. It's it's like a running joke at work too. You know, like people will tell me that Taylor costs too much just to like get on my nerves. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and Taylor costs too much. <laughs> if uh, that's like that's like the ultimate uh, put down there. At well, no, it's the not USK put down. team. It's just like, you're like it's just it's just like your mom's fat and Taylor costs too much. <laughs> it's just like a you know it's it's like one of the running jokes. You know? It's like that's we all know that like it, it, how that went as far as like how that played out. You know, I was like, well, wait till the minions come out. Wait till the minions come out. And then, like, the minions came out, and they're like, he's still going to <laughs> I'm like, all right, whatever. 